0: For it, not for anybody else, yeah, but for yourself. For yourself, for yourself, for yourself, for yourself. Uh, I was trying to get it. Uh, brother used to push the hundred civics, yeah. What's facts if you never lived it? Uh, no cap, I've been really winning, yeah. No cap, I've been really winning. Uh, try to pride and I try uh, uh, to sell in the beginning. Welcome to your next season podcast. I'm super excited to have you on today. How are you doing?
1: Hi, Caitlin. Thank you so much for having me. So happy to be here. I'm doing amazing. It's a Friday afternoon over here in England. And yeah, I'm just buzzing to be here.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I'll have you introduce yourself to the listeners to start. Thank you. So my name is
1: Stefanka and I am a clinical hypnotherapist and women's empowerment coach. I am trained in various different modalities, but originally in traditional clinical hypnosis and then I went from there onwards. I qualified in various healing modalities such as angelic reiki. I am also emotional freedom technique practitioner and I also use cognitive behavioral psychology in my therapy and coaching approach and I help women to glow from within. I help my clients to overcome fears and insecurities and anything which is holding them back from being their most magnetic self.
0: That sounds amazing. I can't wait to, you know, dive a little bit more into that. Uh, But I always love to just start with a little bit about yourself and your journey of self-growth.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, because that's where it all starts, isn't it? So um, I would say my journey started fairly early on because I have always been a very anxious child and as a teenager I really struggled with like fitting in and feeling like I belong at school and I would struggle with like not feeling worthy or enough and and I would say it really escalated when I started um, at university so my first year at university was quite challenging because all of a sudden I got to this prestige university and I felt like, oh, maybe I don't belong. Maybe it was a mistake. And I had this huge imposter syndrome, Mm. truly feeling like I am the most stupid person at the whole university. And maybe it was a mistake and maybe they got my results wrong when I took the entrance exam. And it's such a funny story because I was actually like one of the five top students when taking the exam. And still, I felt like, you know, I knew nothing. And this actually turned into severe psychosomatic problems. So um, early on, I developed, you know, stomach problems, I was so anxious that I was vomiting, Mm. and preventing me from not only going to uni, but like to have a social life. And I Really thought something was medically wrong with me because I would have fever on and off. I like my stomach would be hurting. I couldn't eat. And it got so bad that I, you know, had to go and see all these doctors. And I had all sorts of examinations when it came to my stomach and nothing was found. Like the doctors said, like, everything's all right with you. Like there is no physical reason why you should be feeling in this way. And back then I went to see my granddad who is a GP or was a GP back then and he was like Stepanka could it be your nerves and I am like my nerves <laughs> he's really old school and he was like could it be mm-hmm. your nerves and I got like offended of course not I good it all together and and then a few weeks later I was like maybe it is my nerves like there is nothing else going on in my life. Maybe I'm just really so anxious. And, and I was so blessed. I really got help back then because as part of my course, I had to sign up for a sport class. So it was mandatory for all students. And I was putting it off for a while. I was just like doing the main subjects, And then I'm like, oh, my God, I actually have to sign up for it. You need to have a credit for a sport class as well to pass. Mm -hmm. And like the weirdest thing happened. I turned my laptop on, connected to the portal of, you know, the university looking all all the different subjects. And I'm like, hmm, swimming, that sounds quite good. So maybe I should sign up for swimming. So I'm just like moving my mouse across the screen, clicking on swimming and everything just shut down um the screen would turn off and I'm like what's going on so I turned the laptop back on I'm like okay logging in again you know doing (laughs) the whole process again and I'm like okay where is my swimming class it was Wednesday evening it was such a big moment I still remember it was like Wednesday evening class I'm like okay I'm gonna you know get myself in the same thing happened and I'm like what is going on like I was getting chills and goosebumps because it was like something was preventing me from booking yeah. in, and so I turned it back on, and all of a sudden, oh, your sport class has been booked, and I'm like, what's happened? And I realized that somehow, all of a sudden, I was registered for yoga on Wednesday morning when I had space in my timetable. So I'm like, hmm, yoga, all right, I'll I'll do it, I'll go. <laughs> And the first class was so life changing because um, the teacher, who became my mentor later on, um, said, "I have something special for you because I know the start, you know, can at a new university can be quite difficult. I have good as hypnosis relaxation for you, and it's a CD." And she mm-hmm. played it for us, and. I can't describe it. I knew within seconds, like, this is it. Like, I really need this. And somehow I had this deep knowing that in the future, I would work with it Mm first. And I started using it every single day. And within a week or two, all my health problems disappeared. I was able to eat. I was able to go out to go to classes yes fear would still come up sometimes like oh my god i don't belong or i'm you know not good enough for any of this but like i would manage it i was so committed because it was so bad um i was just committed to practicing every single morning and every single evening and then later on this teacher and i would we would develop such a strong bond and she would mentor me and guide me and I just started exploring the subconscious mind so my journey started very early on I was like 19 years old or 18 19 but you know it didn't happen in a straightforward way it's not like the next year I became a hypnotherapist you know life took me on its own journey (laughs) and obviously now in hindsight I can see how perfectly orchestrated all of that was and I needed to learn certain lessons along the way before I became a therapist
0: myself and qualified. Wow I definitely believe in like everything happens for a reason and like you're saying it was just like a sign for you that like this is what I needed to get into this is the path like I needed to go and swimming was just not quite (laughs) going to make it into into what I needed to do.
1: yeah yeah, for sure. And I, I would think with everything else, it was the same way, like, you know, even how I got into the actual clinical hypnosis, I feel I've been guided along the way. And I'm so grateful for every single lesson learned.
0: That's awesome. So definitely want to get a little bit more into your expertise here. Um, And my first question is um, just kind of how do you approve upon and um, just uh, make your emotional intelligence like greater in your life? Like, how do you get better at that?
1: Yeah, so um, emotional intelligence is a key component of the work I do. And uh, it's really a concept I have been developing for a while and I call it emotional alchemy. I really love the word alchemy, which essentially means you take something and you turn it into gold. Like the medieval alchemy was like, oh, let's turn uh, different metals into gold. And I see that our emotions can be turned into gold. And because my main focus in the work I do is to help women to feel empowered, to, you know, deal with the things they have to deal with and um, to be okay with their emotions because we are going through cycles. You know it yourself. You probably don't feel the same every single day. Like we can be on, a, on an emotional roller coaster every single day and it's okay. I really want to normalize that as women, our emotions fluctuate. And as I was working on myself over the years and I um, was faced later on in my life with some you know difficult gynecological problems and I had health problems in my early 20s and you know there was a lot going on for me and it was difficult to handle. There were days when I couldn't go to work because of severe pain in my abdomen. I had cysts on my ovaries and Mm. that was a difficult time in my life when I was like losing it when I felt like oh my god I can't actually see whether this is going to get better and that's when I was learning about emotional intelligence and how to handle difficult emotions when they arise without letting them to take over completely Mm -hmm. and then further on when I was qualifying as a hypnotherapist as a coach and I was doing all these different courses like again fears can come up Insecurities can come up, challenges can, you know, arise as well. And I realized that actually emotional intelligence is one of the most important skills because you learn to be okay with your emotions. You learn to process them, but you don't um, respond to them as Mm -hmm. to negative emotions. I believe there is no such thing as a negative emotion. It's just emotion. There are only emotions. They cannot be split into the good emotions. That's Mm. one category. Then there is the bad ones, you know, because that's actually labeling them in a way that is not going to be effective. Mm. And you probably know yourself, we will always be faced with failure in some shape or form. And this is when your emotional intelligence comes in place. When you become the leading lady of your life and you are able to lead yourself through it and you come out as a stronger person and you are able to alchemize your internal processes instead of letting them to ruin your life but because as children we are not taught emotional intelligence we don't learn about these kind of things so we can get overwhelmed by emotions you know when we are little and we cry we might be offered a donut don't cry have a donut you know and yeah. it's not to blame our parents you know they didn't know any better either or imagine you are upset as a as a child and the parent doesn't know what to do either like they didn't learn emotional intelligence themselves especially you know the previous generations right. and we often got told like oh go to your room go to your room and if you don't stop crying you'll have to stay there for the rest of the evening And, um, you know, in this way, we learn that perhaps emotions aren't a good thing. And we begin to numb them. We begin to disconnect from them. Let me just have a sip of my tea. (laughs) Does it make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I actually like that you brought up the point of, to labeling them like good or bad, then when we do get upset about something and then it's labeled bad, then that's like when people feel shamed about having those emotions. And I feel like that usually leads to not seeking help or support, or even like you said, being able to kind of process those emotions. So then, you know, you can kind of use them or get past them or, you know, depending on what it's about. and not labeling them like okay all of these emotions are really good and positive and all these emotions are really bad so try not to have those bad ones I mean obviously we don't want to be sad all the time but I do see the benefit and you know sometimes you just need to cry it out just to to release some of what you're feeling or dealing with or maybe you are angry about something because you care about it or somebody did something you weren't expecting you know um They're definitely all a part of life. So um, I think that's actually a really great mindset to kind of just think of them all as one big category um, so that you can process and kind of uh, deal with them or use them all kind of in, in different ways, but in kind of the same way at the same time, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, you've made such a good point. Like, I love what you said about shame because that's often the case when people feel sad then they become they they feel shame like oh my god I shouldn't feel in this way why am I feeling sad like what's wrong with me there is something wrong with me like if it's something broken within them and this is actually uh, what we call a compound emotion so you are feeling something but all of a sudden you put like another emotion on top of it because Mm -hmm. of what you were feeling originally. So let's say a client of mine got this promotion and she was like, oh my God, how come I'm not feeling happy about it? I should feel happy. And then she started feeling angry at herself for not feeling happy. And it almost becomes like this spiral. This is why I love to just remove all this stigma from emotions and not about putting anger on pedestal and seeing it as something amazing but it's about realizing that actually even anger can be an empowering emotion if you know how to process it it doesn't mean you have permission to go mental at people <laughs> if I can put it in this way but it is yeah. for you to work it out as well and like you said asking for help like that's such a big part of it all I'm so grateful you mentioned that
0: Do you have some other uh, strategies or tips for how to go about processing it? Yes, absolutely. So
1: definitely making sure you don't uh, label yourself as a bad person for feeling a bad emotion, just really shifting your mindset around it and knowing that all emotions are normal and remembering that you won't get stuck in one emotion. There is this fear Mm -hmm. that if I feel sad, maybe it will never go away. So let's do something to fix it. Let's like make a crazy decision that is not going to support you, if that makes sense. So I would say the first rule of being able to process your emotions in a safe way, and I'm not talking about um, really bad traumatic experiences. I believe you should always seek professional help instead of like, wanting to deal with it on your own. If there is a big underlying trauma, please seek help. So just want to, you know, make sure um, your listeners are aware of it, of course. But um, whenever it comes to processing your emotions, be present in your body. Because we fear our emotions so much that we usually try to check out. We try to numb our feelings. And uh, it can look like emotional eating, you know, trying to distract yourself by eating something. It can look like binge eating, drinking. It can look like smoking a ciggy, you know, to distract your mind in a way. It can look like, you know, mindless relationships or like relationships that don't fill you up. It can be like constantly keeping yourself busy. So just be aware that these are coping mechanisms. And this is how you try to disconnect from what is actually happening within you. But when you are present in your body, that's like when you literally call yourself back home. You become aware of your body. You pay attention to how it feels to be in your body. It can look like taking deep conscious breaths, but still being present in the body. It can be through touch and smell and really engaging your senses so -hmm. that you can be present with what is happening. And when you are present in your body, You will feel when things are shifting within you. Hmm. Because if you are disconnected and not present, things will build up. That's a very good point. Yeah. Things will build up and then you will erupt
0: like a volcano. (laughs) And that's not good for anybody at all. (laughs) Not even yourself. That's it. So I really see this as
1: like a spectrum. And on one side of the spectrum is repression numbing your emotions, trying to ignore them. And the other side is extreme expression when you explode. And it's like a pendulum. And if the pendulum swings out to repression, well, then it's bound to go far out the other end when things build up. And when you push them down for too long, it will come out and it can feel like an extreme emotional overwhelm. It can literally be like an eruption that is aimed at someone else and it's not even their fault. Like the last straw, if you like. So just process things on a daily basis. Be present with what comes up and deal with it there and then. And actually the same applies to communication. If you do need to communicate that emotion with someone else, don't wait three weeks until they make you angry with something else and then you bring up all the old stuff deal with things as they come on day-to-day basis i would say this is like the biggest piece and the most important piece before any other strategies and other tools
0: I think it's a great point to address it like right away because I've been guilty of like being mad at somebody and then you're like, you know what, I'll call them tomorrow about it. Okay, I'll call them the next day about it. Actually, you know, after I do this thing, then I'll call them, okay, maybe, you know, and then it's just, yeah, the time just goes and goes and goes. And now you almost feel like, okay, shouldn't I be over this by now because it's been so long? And like, if I bring it up, am I like that kind of person? For bringing it up but at the same time you never got to talk about it so it's still like you're still like holding on to it in your heart and so until you get to talk to them you can't like let it go and then it seems like okay well that happened like three weeks ago like why are you bringing that up now like you have to pick a point where it's like okay I'm gonna put this like burden in your day to like talk about this because otherwise it's just gonna keep like being attached to me
1: Mm, such a good point yeah and i feel many of us fear approaching someone or bringing something uncomfortable up so i would always say like take your time to just process the emotion when emotions run high intelligence is low Mm. so we don't have to act immediately but don't wait for weeks because then we are in that awkward situation like do i bring it up or is it too late? Like, is it going to be yeah. really awkward or
0: no? <laughs> <laughs> very, very true. I also wanted to get in a little bit um, about emotional healing and kind of how you can go about that as well as like, um, I guess like the benefits of your life of just like allowing yourself to go through that process.
1: Yeah, so for sure. I would suggest that Doing things on a daily basis, like we have just mentioned, is part of it. It's part of the bigger picture. Like really learning to understand that we are meant to change. We are meant to be different. Like, you know, as women, we go through cycles, literally. Like our bodies are constantly changing and it will impact how we feel as well. So just really taking that pressure of yourself to be happy all of the times and to be like at one state and just you know linear (laughs) linear kind of a cycle because that's not true that's not what happens for us so taking that pressure of yourself will help you learning to receive help is definitely important like ask someone to hold space for you if you need to release something if you need to share something like clearly communicate that you just would like to speak about something and you just literally need safe space. That's definitely mm. important. And with emotions, what is really important to remember is that it's not just in your head, so to speak. Your whole body, your physical body responds to emotions. So Working with your body and involving your body in the healing process is really important. Because if you, we could call it emotional codes, like those codes run not just in your mind, but throughout your body. It's like when you, when you hear a song on a radio. I know like from years ago, like an old song and it brings up all those feelings. Like, you know what right. I mean? It's like, yeah. Oh my God. Now I remember my crumb ball or yeah, you <laughs> I re- remember like, whenever yeah, you to it. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So this is coding. This is how it happens. In the same way you might drive past your old school and all these weird feelings will come up. And it, like, makes you feel a certain way. On the other hand, your partner sat next to you in the car. Might not feel anything because (laughs) they didn't go to the school, right? So this is how we have been creating codes. But it can work in an unpleasant way as well. For example, someone says something at work. And all of a sudden, like, you are feeling weird sensations in your body. And when there is no song, when there is no building or, like, a clear link, we don't understand that a code got triggered within us. Mm. But by working with your nervous system, really soothing your nervous system, learning to breathe, learning to understand how your body reacts when you are triggered, you know, what is your initial reaction? Maybe it is to yell at someone. Maybe it is silent treatment if if it's, you know, an argument in a relationship, for example, or if your tendency is to isolate yourself and just be alone and like, you know, close yourself in your room and just not come out. So learning yourself and learning how you've been responding will tell you a lot. And then you don't only include your mind, but you include your body by really choosing embodiment practices such as hypnosis, um, because that involves your body as well. That is soothing to your nervous system. It could be breath work. It could be movement. Like movement is so important. And one of the techniques I teach my clients is body shaking meditation, really shaking your body. If you've ever heard of it um, it's literally when you see an animal in the wild that's what they would do to switch off their stress reaction in their body. So dogs will shake quite a lot um, even after a bad dream if dog is having a dream and then they get up and they will shake their body. If you see an antelope in the wild and it gets chased by a lion once it gets into safety it will shake its whole body. That's how they soothe the nervous system in their body and they switch off to, oh, now it's time to eat grass again, I'm safe. (laughs) And they go on and they munch on grass like nothing happened half an hour ago. So making an effort to actually make your
0: body feel safe again. Wow, I've actually never heard of that and I definitely wanna give it a try for sure yeah yeah give it
1: give it at least i would say more than five minutes to shake your body so you can put on a great song and you start with your ankles and you bounce your knees up and down and slowly you get each part of your body involved you can shake your hands the only thing i would suggest careful with your neck so you don't hurt yourself like don't go over the (laughs) top of your head (laughs) And obviously make sure you know your body and you don't have any physical injuries if any of the listeners would like to do this themselves and just shake your body. If anything comes up, breathe, stay with it and ideally continue with the practice so you can really
0: release it from your system. Really interesting. I'm glad to find that out for sure. Um, I also wanted to ask you, and I always ask everybody this question. Um, what are you looking forward to in your next season? Oh, <laughs>
1: I love that. I love the name of your podcast. <laughs> <It is much laughs> Thank <so> you. <laughs> mm, next season. So I am definitely looking at having more in-person relationships. Like I do have friends in my area, but me and my partner, we moved to this part of England a little while ago, and I still feel like "Mm, I'm really looking forward to creating more of a community around me, if that makes sense, and have more in-person relationships because I work mainly online, so I'm connected to my screen most of the times, and there is so much power in meeting someone in person, and I feel we all felt it during COVID Mm. how, you know crazy it actually is to be separated from our loved ones and friends and how actually we are meant to be social beings like we need the community around us. yeah for sure (laughs) one of my goals to really focus on that area more and make the effort and even have my friends from the other part of england where we used to live to come over here a lot more so it's more of a personal goal and work-wise I am definitely looking at growing my online community more and just having more women in my online sisterhood and just create those connections worldwide
0: (laughs) that's awesome so we're coming up our end of our time here so do have two more questions for you um once I always love to give you know a shameless plug um where can the listeners find you online if they want to learn more from you or even work with you
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I love connecting to, you know, other people. So feel free to literally just even message me on Facebook. I have a Facebook community uh, called New Earth Women. Um, And this is a sisterhood. This is a closed space. So it's a safe environment when my, you know, ladies there have questions and want to open up about something that I would say is like a safe community where you can get emotional, um, freedom tapping, you know, exercises for free. I have loads of videos. There are loads of resources, embodiment practices. So that's a place where you get loads of bonus things for free that you won't find anywhere else, but you can also find me on Instagram at new earth woman. And, um, I also have a podcast called the inner glow podcast. So that's another place where I share, weekly episodes about what practices i am using myself different topics that i am diving into so there is plenty of resources there as well and i can always share my website as well which is um, hypnocoaching.me one word hypnocoaching.me
0: awesome and my last question for you is just if you have any last thoughts or tips for the listeners Mm,
1: make time for yourself (laughs) put yourself first honestly we can get sucked into the busyness and just you know in reaction mode and if you can spend less time on social media and have mindful sacred time with yourself like your body your mind are incredible there is so much wisdom within you but you need to make time to listen to that wisdom to those messages that are
0: constantly coming through that's amazing and i know everybody's definitely going to learn i know i learned today from this conversation so thank you so much for uh coming on and making the time thank you so much for
1: having me i loved every minute it's been such a pleasure
0: (laughs) thanks for tuning in to today's episode i would love to hear what inspired you to grow Take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram at ClassbyCaitlin. That's C-A-I-T-L-I-N. You can also find more information on my website, classbykaitlin.com, or on Facebook at Your Next Season Podcast. I can't wait to see what you share. Till next time, keep growing, your next season awaits.